Hello, and thank you for listening to today's broadcast from Stony Point Baptist Church with Pastor Jim England. Today's message is a continuation in the series, Jesus' Ministry in the Gospel of Luke. And now, here's Brother Jim. The Lord is great, and we need to be able to praise Him. I want to ask you to take your Bibles. We're looking together in the Gospel of Luke, and we've been there the last several months, and we're going to continue. We're in chapter 13 today. We're looking at God's kingdom, the kingdom of God. So chapter 13, we're going to pick up at verse 18, going through verse 30. So several verses we're looking at today. Verse 18, Then he said, What is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It's like a mustard seed which a man took and put in the garden. And it grew and became a large tree, and the birds there nested in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I liken the kingdom of God? It's like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till it was all leavened. Verse 22, And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, and you began to stand outside and knock at the door and say, Lord, Lord, open up for us. And he will answer and say to you, I do not know you. Where are you from? And then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you. Where are you from? Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. And there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and yourself thrust out. They will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, and sit down in the kingdom of God. And indeed, there are last who will be first, and they are first who will be last. And let's have prayer together. Lord, will you bless us in your word again. May you help us to have wisdom and understanding. May your will be accomplished this morning. I thank you for each person that's here. We just pray your Holy Spirit would have a freedom to be able to work in our hearts and in our lives. Help us, Lord, to be able to know your word and become more and more like Jesus Christ. I pray your blessings upon each individual, and I thank you for all that you do now. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. As a young man that became a missionary several years ago, it's been a good while, and he had, because he had went to China as a missionary. Now, he had an annual salary. This tells you how long it's been. An annual salary of $2,000. Well, there was a company that had noticed his talents and his gifts, and they said, you know, we'd like you to come work for us, and we will give you $5,000. That's a pretty good significant increase. And the young man was quick to decline it. And uh, they said, well, we'd like to really have you, and they talked some more, and they said, we'll give you $7,000 a year. And again, he said, no, I can't do that. And so once more, they began to talk. And before they left, they offered him one more time. They said, we'll give you $10,000. That's over five times what you're making now. And one more time, the young man said, no. And they said, well, is it about money? And he said, no. He said, the money, the salary is big enough. He said, it's the job that's not big enough. You see, he was on mission with God. To be able to make a difference in God's kingdom. And that's really, in essence, God has called all of us 
every single one of us to make a difference in his kingdom, to be able to play a part in the kingdom of God. Now, what's interesting, Jesus said, what can I like the kingdom of God to? First, he mentions the mustard seed. Matthew chapter 13, Jesus mentions about the mustard seed, and there he's talking about faith. <laughs> he said, if you've got a faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. <laughs> and basically, you know what he's saying? It's not the amount of faith you have. It's the object of your faith. <laughs> and I can tell you, that's the truth today. It's the object of your faith. And Jesus Christ is the object. And if you don't have faith in Christ, you're in the wrong object. You cannot enter the kingdom of God because you're looking in the wrong place. Jesus is the source. He's the true object. But here, he's not necessarily talking about the object of our faith, but he's talking about what our faith is made of. He said it's like a mustard seed. A mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds. Really small. But Jesus said it's planted and it can grow into a tree or a shrub six feet. Some have even said ten feet. Now Christianity, when it started, it seemed like it was insignificant. It seemed like a mustard seed. But after the resurrection, the disciples would change the world. They changed the world. The gospel would spread all over. D. James Kennedy did a book, What If Jesus Never Been Born? In that book, he analyzes different aspects of life. He analyzes, for example, science. He analyzes medical, hospitals, giving. And in all those things, he said, you know what? This world it would be a dark place without Christ because Jesus has come. That's the reason we have hospitals. That's the reason that people, people before Christianity, you let disease take place, like COVID. People said, you're on your own. But because Christians, Christians said, we're not afraid to die. So if we die, we die. But we're willing to step up and help. We're willing to put our lives on the line to make a difference. That was Christianity. Christianity has made a difference. It has spread. And so it seems so insignificant, but it became like a tree. Christianity was for all peoples to come and be able to take comfort in and be able to be helped, to be changed. It's like a mustard seed. It's small, but it's made a big impact. You know, Jesus said it's like a mustard seed in that it's just one life at a time that it changes. You know what they were really wanting? They were wanting a Messiah to ride in on a white horse and to be able to fix everything. Jesus said, you know, the problem is, is not the different governments. The problem is the human heart. In Christianity, the kingdom of God is about fixing it one soul at a time, one person at a time. So when a person becomes a Christian, Jesus Christ lives and indwells that, in that person. And that, that one person becomes transformed. I just picked up this book was on my bookshelf, so I just picked it up. And D.L. Moody's book, The Way to God. So he told a story in there that I've heard and I've shared several times, but I, I was just reminded of it. D.L. Moody said they'd started this church there in Chicago. And he said, so we put a banner up on the wall. It just said, God is love. God is love. He said, we're just kind of emphasizing that. 
He said there was a fellow that was a, a drunk homeless. He got up early that Sunday morning and he was passing through and he walked up the steps and he looked in the door and he saw that banner, God is love. And he thought to himself, I don't know if I believe that. And he said, you know, I don't think it matters to me. He said, because God can't love me. Look at me, I'm a drunk. I'm homeless, I have nothing, I'm worth nothing. God doesn't love me. And he just turned and he walked that way. The more that he walked, he kept envisioning that banner. God is love. He couldn't get it out of his mind. And so he continued to walk. And then after a little while, he said, I think I'll go back. And he turned and he came back. When he got back, church had begun. He opened the door and he went and sat down. He just kept staring at that banner. God is love. The service ended. He just sat there, just tears running down his face. D.L. Moody came up to him. He said, sir, was you moved by the message today? He said, no. I didn't hear anything you said. He said, but that banner, I can't get that out of my mind. God is love. Could God really love me? And D.L. Moody shared with him about Jesus Christ and led him to Christ. And you know what? That fella that seemed like his life was worth nothing, was transformed. That's what the gospel does. It's like a mustard seed. It starts inside and it seems insignificant, but then it transforms a person and makes them very significant. Not only does it do that's each individual. Let me tell you something. There's some individuals who say, my life can never do any, I can never do anything with God. I've got a past. Jesus said, it's not that way. The mustard seed's insignificant. But when it takes root, it matters. And guess what? When the kingdom of God takes root in your life, you become significant. You can matter. You make a difference. That's not only true with individuals, that's also true with groups. There's churches today, they say are dead, all over the country that need to be revitalized. How do you change a church? How do you change a Sunday school class? Say that you're just a small group. We're going to do a Bible study. There's just a few of us. We've got some youth, but we just got a handful. Can we make a difference? Let me tell you something. If Jesus Christ becomes the center, if the Word of God becomes what you teach, what you live by. If the Holy Spirit empowers you, think about it, Jesus is the center. The Bible is taught, it's the authority. And the Holy Spirit is at work. You better believe you can make a difference. God takes what is dead and makes it alive. And transformation, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said the kingdom of God's like a mustard seed. Might seem insignificant. <laughs> but all of a sudden when it blooms, it, it makes an impact. It makes a difference. It's God's kingdom. Then Jesus said, not only is the kingdom of God like a mustard seed. Then Jesus said, it's like leaven. <laughs> you know what's kind of interesting about this? Just a, a chapter earlier, a few, some verses earlier. 
Jesus had mentioned leaven. And he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Leaven to the Jews was a symbol of evil and of sin. But here, Jesus doesn't use it in that manner. Jesus takes leaven. He said, you know, leaven is very important in cooking. And so he said, you know, when you take leaven, the kingdom of God is like it. Leaven is, once again, something that's very small. It's unseen. Somebody can add it to the recipe when they're cooking. You wouldn't know it. But you would see the significance of it later. So it's, it works, but it's unseen. It kind of reminds me of in John 3. Jesus, when he had his conversation with Nicodemus. And there, Jesus said a person needed to be born again. And Nicodemus said, I don't understand that. How can you be born again? You can't enter into the womb again. Jesus said, I'm not talking about being born physically. I'm talking about being born spiritually. And that's what the kingdom of God's about. That's how it starts. See, some people thought the kingdom of God, that's going to be way off. That's in the distance. But the kingdom of God starts now when Jesus Christ begins to rule in your life. And so Jesus said, no, I'm talking about being born again spiritually. And he said, I don't understand. You can't see the Spirit. And Jesus said, no, you can't see the wind either. But when the wind blows, you see the consequences of that wind. You see what happens. And when the Spirit of God's at work, you can tell. It's, you can just take a look and you can see the results of Him moving. And that's what the kingdom of God is like. It's like leaven unseen. It also works on the inside. See, you got to be careful. You never know when God's at work in somebody's life. Starts on the inside. God's Spirit provides a conviction. God's Spirit draws you. It's His Holy Spirit that's working. And even as Christians, the Spirit of God lives within you. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us to be able to grow in our relationship, in our walk. It helps us to be able to know when we're out of His will, out of His fellowship. We're going against His Word. The Holy Spirit's the one that helps us, by the way, to understand His Word. He works on the inside. You know what Paul, he was writing to the Philippians, he said, work out your salvation. And when he said work out your salvation, he didn't mean work for he meant the Holy Spirit, the salvation that is within you, allow it to come out. Allow God's Spirit to work in such a way that it's seen and it's evident in your life. So Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like leaven. And by the way, you also know that leaven, when it's used, it impacts whatever it's put in, all of it. So you can put a little leaven in, but the whole batch is impacted by leaven. And when a Christian, when God is working a Christian's life, wherever you go, you're making an impact. A Christian that's truly allowing the Spirit of God to work in their life makes a difference. You know why you make a difference? Your integrity sticks out. Your character is seen. The characteristics, the fruit of the Spirit is evident in your life. And so you began to stick out. You, you impact everything you make contact with. And Jesus said, that's how the kingdom of God is. That's how it works. Then, 
Luke reminds us Jesus traveled around. And Jesus was asked a question then about the kingdom of God. And he was asked this specific question. Is there going to be very many in the kingdom of God? Now, it could be that some of them were thinking, you know, I don't see how you and your disciples are going to impact this world. Or it could be that, just like you and I, that people would think about the future. Whenever there's sickness or death or something that's close to death taking place, people would say, you know, how is the kingdom of God, is, is that person going? And so this person would probably ask that question. They probably were thinking that Jesus would answer and say, well, everybody that's a Jew's going. If you're part of the nation Israel, you're go, you'll be in the kingdom of God. Some of them may have thought, well, what he's going to say is, those that are really keeping the law, they're going. But, well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Jesus has asked this question about the kingdom of God, and it's interesting, verse 24, his answer. He says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. You know what he's doing? He speaks directly at that person. He's, basically, he changes it. He said, you know, instead of worrying about how many is going to make it, the question is, are you? He makes it personal. Are you going to enter the kingdom of heaven? You know, I've seen some people, as they get older in life, people that have lived for the Lord, and they know death's coming. And they'll say, you know, I'm starting to doubt my salvation. <laughs> well, I had a pretty good, I had more peace about them being saved than they did. I said, but you know what we need to do? Let's just walk through it again. You know, and that's what Jesus is saying. This word strive, let me tell you, it's a word that basically, athletic word. And it means to struggle, to have agony. It's where we get our English word agony. There is nothing wrong with having doubts. You just don't want to stay there. What you want to do is work through those doubts and you want to be able to get it settled. I'm convinced of this. God wants you to be able to know. He knows that if you're certain that you're a Christian, you'll be more bold in sharing your faith. You'll be more bold in living for Him. You'll have a calmness, an assurance, and a confidence. No wonder you'll be more bold. And it's what He wants. God wants that. He wants it to be a settled faith. And so, I just tell people, I say, why don't you walk through the Roman road with me? One of the things that you you get settled right away is, is that we're sinners. Do you, did you know when you become a Christian that you was a sinner? That it was a problem? That sin separates us from God. And it's, if something's not done, by it, we're, we, it kills us spiritually. And then if something's not done, we'll die physic, we're going to die physically. And if something's not done, we're going to die eternally. Now, you and I can't do anything about it, but God did. Jesus, the Bible tells us, demonstrates His love for us. While we were still sinners, He died for us. Jesus makes the bridge so that we can be able to make it into heaven. He is the bridge. Christ. How do you get Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? It's two things. You've got to acknowledge that He's Lord. And that should lead you to repenting of your sins, seeking forgiveness from Christ. Repentance. That doesn't mean all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to do good. What it means is I'm turning from sin, and I'm turning to God. 
repentance, and then putting my faith in Jesus Christ. That's what you want to do. You want to place your faith in Christ. You want Christ to be your Lord, your Savior. That's what it's about. So Jesus said, you know what? You've not asked the right question. The right question is, are you? Are you going to the kingdom of heart? Here's what he also said. Jesus mentions it's a narrow road. That means there's, there's just one way to God's kingdom. One. Many, there's people that like to think there's many. Because there's many religions. And I, I, there's people that want you to believe all religions are the same. It's just not true. All faith is the same. You just got to be genuine. It's not true. It's not true. Took a math class. They give you a problem. It says 25 plus 25. The answer is 50. But if I put 52 and I say, well, you know what? I was genuine. I really believe. It doesn't matter. You know what they do? They count it wrong. When I'm doing chemistry, water is H2O. And if I say, well, no, wait a minute. I don't want two hydrogens. I just want one hydrogen. I think you can still have water. They're going to say, no, that's not how you get water. We count that wrong. You see, not all face the same. There's one road. And Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. It's just through me. It's not many ways. There's just one. It's a narrow way. It's not very popular. Let me give you a verse. Here's a verse for you to, remember, to know. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Listen to what it says. By the way, it's mentioned in Proverbs more than once. But Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way. A way meaning a road. A path. There's a road. There's a path that seems right to a man, to a person. But the end thereof is death destruction so there's a way that seems right it's not right it's going to lead to death well brother Jim I think if I do enough good things I go to heaven I'll be a good person see there's a way that seems right but you go down that road it's not right look what happens in this parable that Jesus mentions here Jesus said you know strive to go down that narrow gate when once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, you begin to stand outside and you knock on the door and you say, Lord, Lord, open for us. And he'll answer to you, I don't know you. And then you're going to say, well, wait a minute. We was in your presence. We heard you teach. I don't know you. You never entered into a relationship with me. You never repented of your sins. You never trusted in me. You never asked me for forgiveness. You never asked me to be in charge of your life. It's not about goodness. Goodness doesn't get you to heaven. Your goodness. In fact, he goes on to say, depart from me, workers of iniquity. That's the problem. It's not a scale on how good you are because we've, if, if you've sinned, you're a sinner. And that iniquity separates us from God. And so that's not what it's about. There's, so it's, it's not popular. By the way, it's not popular to say that Jesus is the only way to heaven. It's not popular to say that it's not enough to be sincere. Listen, I can tell you, if this chair right here is broken, 
Remember what I said, it's the object of your faith. If this chair is broken, I can really believe this chair will hold me up. But if I sit in it and it's broken, you know what's going to happen. Have you ever sat in a broken chair? I have. <laughs> and you, go, you fall. It goes to the ground. It's the matter of the object. And Jesus Christ is the only one that went to the cross. He's the only one, as far as going to the cross and paying for sin, He's the only one that rose again to prove that. He's the only one that's conquered death. No one else. And Jesus is the only way. It's not popular. It's a choice that you have to make, though. It's a personal choice. You know, they're standing at the door. He said, remember what he said? The master shuts the door. They're standing there donking. Kind of reminds me of Noah. When Noah built the ark, you know what the Bible tells us? God shut the door. I remember when I was young... An evangelist come and was preaching a sermon on Noah. I remember him saying, you know, just can you imagine? It started raining. And people said, you know what? Noah's right. And they show up and they begin knocking on the dark ark. Open the door, Noah. I didn't shut it. I can't open it. It's too late. You see, it's the day, today's the day of salvation. Today. When God is working, when God is moving, it's in this lifetime that you've got to make a decision. It's got to be a personal decision. It's not about your mom and dad. You can have a great mom and dad, and many of you do. But you making it to heaven is, and part of the kingdom of God is not dependent upon your mom and dad. They would do anything they could, I'm sure, if it was possible. But it's a personal decision each person has to be able to make. You know what's interesting is Jesus, as he continued talking about the kingdom of God, in verse 29, he said, they're going to come from the east, the west, the north, and the south. You know who's a part of the kingdom of God? They're from all different directions. You know what Revelation chapter 7, John saw? He said, I saw a great crowd. He said they were from every, every nation, tribe, and tongue. Jesus' death on the cross applied to all nations, all groups of people. And you say, I don't want this race. Sorry. But heaven's for everybody. But you've got to make a personal choice. You've got to follow Christ. It doesn't matter your background. You can be forgiven. You can be saved. And then verse 30, here's something that's interesting. Jesus said the first to be last, the last to be first. There's surprises. When it comes to God's kingdom, you and I are not the judge. We're going to be surprised. The kingdom of God I, don't, I didn't think that person should be there. And here they are. How did that happen? Just like the thief on the cross, we would have said, that guy doesn't deserve to be in heaven. But he's there. It's all about grace. Jesus, His grace, and allowing Christ's blood to apply to you. It's about Jesus being Lord and following Him and going down that road and living for Him. Listen, I'm not saying, don't hear me say that. I'm not saying that a person can just accept Christ and live how they want. I didn't say that. You accept Christ, you're going to be transformed. You want to be different. You want to live different. And thank goodness that you can. Jesus was asked about the kingdom of God. Well, Jesus first taught on it. He said, you know, it's like a mustard seed. When the kingdom of God is in your life, you just grow. 
and your life takes significance and has meaning and you make a difference. Today, there might be some Christians here. You need to know something. God, He wants your job, your life to matter. Don't settle and do something that's not going to matter for eternity. Live your life wherever you're at, whatever job you got. Allow God's kingdom to shine through you and to make a difference. Jesus asked about the kingdom of God. He said, wait a minute. The question is, are you ready? The question is, if your life is over, will you make it? The only way you're going to make it is through Jesus Christ, His grace. It's up to Him. Lord, I want you to forgive me. I want what you've done on the cross to apply to me. I need your grace. Let's take a moment. Let's have prayer together. Lord, I just thank you for each person that's come today. I just thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to be able to be challenged about your kingdom. It's real. And Lord, I know it starts when we make you our Lord and Savior, allowing you to rule and reign in our lives. You being the king, my king. Lord, I just ask that each of us have made that choice. That everybody here can say Jesus Christ is king and he's mine. It's personal. Lord, I also just ask that you would help each of us to be committed to allowing that seed to grow, to take root in our lives and to be able to make an impact for you. Let us be a part of a church, a Sunday school class, a group of people that's going to make a difference and together that we can accomplish things for you. May your will be done today, we ask in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Pastor Jim England. If you missed a sermon or would like to re-listen to a message, you can find Brother Jim on Spotify, Google, and Apple under Stony Point Podcast with Jim England. God bless you.